Welcome to the e-commerce lab by Ecomsi. This is the place for everything related to Amazon private label and e-commerce. Learn exactly what you need to start or scale your business. Get insights from the top industry experts who will discuss the latest trends and best practices in the world of Amazon. From choosing products and sourcing from a supplier to setting up your Amazon account and marketing your business, you will hear it here. Let's get started. Here is your host, Vincenzo Toscano. Hello, guys. Welcome to another episode of the Commerce Lab by Comsi, the place of everything related to Amazon and e-commerce in general. My name is Vincenzo Toscano, founder and CEO of Ecomsi. Today, we'll bring you a very special guest. His name is Gregory Elfring, and he's the director of marketing at Empower Flippers, which is a place that, where they specialize on buying and selling online businesses and also Amazon FBA related business. So actually, that's why I think today's topic is going to be very interesting because we're going to be touching around what are the things usually buyers are looking for and what are some of the common traps that we should be avoiding whenever you want to sell your Amazon FBA business. But before we dig further into that, I want to introduce you, Gregory. How are you doing today? Thank you for coming. Yeah, thanks for having me. I uh, hope we'll be able to add some value to the audience here. Yeah, I mean, it's a pleasure to have you here. I think uh, lately, you know how is the, the space been around buying and selling Amazon businesses, the whole aggregator thing. I mean, it's been booming the last <laughs> few years. So I think now it's perfect timing because I think a lot of people is thinking about what they should do with their Amazon businesses and also some investors want to jump into the space. So I think it's going to be great that we can touch some of those uh, topics today. But uh, before we get started into that, I usually like to give a few minutes at the beginning of all my episodes so you can introduce yourself, just give a brief introduction in terms of how you j jump into the e-commerce space, how you got to work to in e-commerce flippers, and then we can dig further into the topic. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. So I come from a very strange background. I used to be a oil field roughneck in Alaska in the Arctic Circle drilling <laughs> for oil. So wow. I, I absolutely hated it. And uh, <laughs> I self taught myself uh, internet marketing. So my background is That's great. content marketing and SEO. And I ended up joining up with EF. Uh, I was employee number four. Now we're over 100 wow. employees. And when I was originally uh, uh, hired, I was just like the blogger. So yeah. my job has gotten <laughs> much more complex than it used to be. <laughs> I can imagine. But yeah, but that's uh, kind of the, the cliff notes of how I got involved in the whole space. Uh, always been absolutely obsessed with um, internet marketing and the power of what it can do for someone. Uh, you know, I've seen so many entrepreneurs build these amazing businesses, all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. So I, I've always been obsessed with the space, even before I got in with EF. That's great. That's great. Thank you for sharing that. Uh, yeah, I think, I mean, e-commerce, we all know that is 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 one of the few business models that you can start with so little and you can do such a big, you can reach so, so, the success so fast and you can do such amazing things when it comes to having a tight budget. But at the same time, if you put the time and effort, is those few business models that for sure can pay off, right? So I think that's great that usually... I mean, specifically when I work with clients, uh, they they have a background and before jumping into e-commerce, usually they come from from backgrounds that it's very difficult to reach that kind of success, right? With such a, a limited amount of money. So it's great that um, you have a similar journey in, in that perspective. 
Um, now, uh, when it comes to Empire Flippers, I mean, Empire Flippers, I know is one of the first, if not one, the first marketplaces when it comes to selling uh, and buying Amazon businesses, right? So I think, uh, can we briefly touch how Empire Flippers came into the, the perspective of selling Amazon businesses? Because I know that from the very beginning, that wasn't the focus of the business model. So can you briefly touch on that? What was the the, the, the thing that made the transition into that? Um, and the, the details around, yeah? Sure. So I think one thing that a lot of people forget about us with all the FBA rage is like Amazon FBA is just one business model we sell. We actually sell tons of different business models. So like yeah. uh, affiliate sites, apps, et cetera, et cetera. We've sold pretty much everything like KDP businesses even. Um, so when I first began back in 2016, uh, the main business we sold were content sites, usually monetized through affiliate okay. links and display ads. That was our bread and butter. But um what happened is so we're very big in the digital nomad community because we're a digital nomad company ourselves yeah. like i'm in <laughs> vietnam right now right? yeah like, living the life all, all around the world <laughs> um so a lot of our digital nomad friends they had started fba businesses and usually when a new hot thing happens like we would see the the effects of that like you know maybe a year or two after it gets hot because it takes a while for the businesses to build up that you know runway or the data to actually be sellable right so sure. as you said we were the i'm pretty sure we were the actual first yeah to sell fba businesses i don't know anyone else who was doing it at the time like i rem i remember specifically we had to talk to amazon's customer service to let them know that you could sell an fba business because they didn't yeah. believe us like no that's not a thing like no it really is <laughs> like, i remember yeah. it was kind of a taboo it was a taboo that you didn't know yeah, if it was yeah, legal yeah. or not so right uh and, and i i remember there was uh this prospect this i think it was a seller he asked uh you know why should he sell with us over uh this other brokerage yeah and our salesperson they went to uh their their website and they took a screenshot because on their website <laughs> it said amazon fba coming soon like well that might be your first clue you should go with us because oh. they're not even like <laughs> doing it yet <laughs> Wow. So wow. uh yeah, we, we were there in the first and how it became such a big deal for us is like so many of our friends in the space had these businesses and that just transitioned. And uh once the aggregators came about, something we knew would eventually happen that this aggregator model would likely happen, we were in the perfect throes of uh you know helping them out. So in a weird way, the aggregators are in a sense, I feel like are almost like my children in a, in a weird way. Because like, you know, when they first started off, they had no private deal flow. They had no idea what they were doing. It was very early days. So like the vast majority of all businesses they bought were from us back then. That's <laughs> but uh, yeah, that, that's kind of like the TLDR of how it all happened. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. I think this whole thing, to be honest, it, it, it grew so fast. I mean. If we, if we actually take back around two, three years, selling Amazon business wasn't really common. Now, I'm pretty sure you get DMs or emails every day. Oh, do you have an Amazon business that you can sell? <laughs> or you, or so it's, it's becoming crazy, to be honest. But great. Um, now, let's start shifting a little bit of conversation towards uh, today's topic. And of course, afterwards, we're going to also jump into how Empire Flippers can help into the sellers compensating these issues we usually see whenever you buy and want to sell a business in, in the Amazon space. So I would like to start by uh, touching on what is usually the type of criteria that you see people in your platforms, in this case, the buyers, 
that they are looking for whenever they are going into impart flippers and they want to purchase an Amazon business. What 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 do you would you say is the main criteria they usually like to see on on an Amazon business? Sure. So uh, buyers are quite a diverse breed. So it depends on what who the buyer is, right? Like an aggregator is going to have a very different criteria than say yeah, for uh, sure. a bootstrap entrepreneur or first time investor, right? Um, in terms of like a, a seven figure kind of deal, which I think is probably what like most people are really excited to do. Yeah. Um, and some of this will like water down to other valuations too. So I, I can speak generally on this, but like For sure. one of the things is like, don't have just one product. Uh, you could sell one product only business, like a one SKU only business. It's not a problem, but you have to think of it in the perspective of the buyer. Like for a buyer, like buying a one product only business, that's, it has a lot more risks to it, right? Especially yeah. if it's like a seven-figure business. Yeah. Unless your aggregators raise like hundreds of millions of dollars, it's <laughs> yeah. like you you know, drop care. in the bucket, <laughs> right? But for an average uh, investor, like that could be a significant drop in the bucket for them. Uh, so that's one thing. And no one product making up, say, over 50% of revenue. Uh, you want that to have like a good even spread. And likewise, you want to have a diversity of traffic. So if you are selling all of your products through like say facebook ads that you're driving traffic to your amazon listing like, there's nothing wrong with that but you have the same issue as the one product only business like what what happens if your facebook ad account goes down like well you may not have a business very soon right so like th this yeah. is stuff that buyers would be looking at and i think one of the uh, mistakes that a seller makes and it, to be honest even buyers make this mistake at times is that evaluation isn't so much about your growth potential as much as about your risk potential. So mm -hmm. the less risky the business is, you tend to get a more premium valuation, right? So you're, what you're looking to do as a buyer and as a seller is to find something that you think has the stability, the reliability, and, and of course, growth. You still want growth in there, but you're really looking for something that doesn't have as much risk as, say, another FBA. Unless... Of course, you're a buyer that buys like distressed assets, which that's a whole different yeah. type of uh, buyer business yeah, model, yeah. which can be very lucrative as long as you know how to fix yeah. the problem you're buying, right? <laughs> so I would recommend yeah. it for a newbie to go do that. <laughs> yeah, that's great. Yeah, I mean, to be honest, um, buyers is, I totally agree with you. I have many buyers that have completely different uh, metrics one to another. So it's, it, at the end of the day, is what is your goal in terms of, the investment and the asset you're buying and then what you want to do down the line once you buy it. So I think that makes a big shift when it comes to buying an Amazon business. However, I also think that for sure there are some type of business that I have seen a lot of people not even don't even touch it. For example, CBD related pro, uh, uh, Amazon businesses, yeah, uh, supplement yeah. brands are becoming more tricky now. So I'm pretty sure that also when it comes to in part flippers, you guys have some kind of criteria that you, you try to stay away from, right? Yeah. So we won't sell anything uh, with CBD or hemp uh, products. Uh, uh, like, we'll just like flat out reject it. And it's not because they're like bad businesses in our view. Like we're actually totally fine with that. The issue is like, it's still such a gray zone with Amazon. Like, and you're right. Like a lot of buyers just simply do <laughs> not like it because they also see the gray zone. And that goes back to what I was saying earlier, right? Like evaluation is much more about risk than growth a lot of the times. And CBD presents a very strong risk. So like even if you do sell it unless you have someone who's just absolutely crazy about cbd you're <laughs> going to get uh, a much lower valuation if you do get to sell for those reasons typically not all the time 
Yes. So um, that means that when it comes to um, the criteria for impaired flippers, besides the actual, um, I mean, let me rephrase the question. Let's say a person wants to sell the Amazon business and, and, and place the business on impaired flippers. Is there any type of a basic metric in terms of revenue that you would advise people yeah, to, yeah. So it, it, to it, consider? Oh, sorry. You're cutting yeah, out. Yeah, to consider. <laughs> Yeah, uh, uh, the minimum threshold for revenue is actually uh, uh, quite quite small for us. So you only have to be making uh, $2,000 a month in, in revenue over your last, or sorry, in profit over the last 12 months on average, right? So it's not like a huge barrier of entry. So like people forget this about us too, like, but we'll, we sell quite the range. So we sell, you know, $80,000 Amazon FBA businesses all the way up to like right now we're selling a $24 million wow. Amazon FBA business. Right. So that's a, that's a big range. Yeah, big, um, okay. <laughs> so like as long as your business is not like super, super small uh, and it's not CBD, you, you most likely could sell it with us. That's right. And, and when it, when it comes to the actual transition in terms of a person listing their their business on, on the platform and getting the business sold how, how long will you say usually is a does it take the whole process on average so people can have an understanding on how long will usually take they want to sell the amazon business sure so flippers in this case yeah um so once you're through our vetting process and vetting could take anywhere between one to four weeks depending on the complexity and the size of the business once you're actually live on the marketplace Typically, most of the Amazon FBA businesses are sold within 20, 26 days, I believe is the number. So oh, once it's sold, though, there you have the most annoying part of doing an Amazon FBA uh, exit, which is the actual migrating the asset over. <laughs> um, anyone who's done it knows is a real pain in the butt. Like uh, if you can do an account transfer where they where the buyer is taking over your seller central account, it goes a lot smoother. But some people, yeah. you know, they have multiple brands in there. So you have to do a product listing transfer. That's and that right. can sometimes take extra weeks. You know, like the deal's done. The money's in the bank account and is in escrow, right? And it's just kind of like hurry up and wait with Amazon. So that makes everything like extend out a little bit if you have to do a product listing uh, takeover instead of an account takeover. But the actual sales process can go by very quickly. Uh, like I said, on average, about 26 days. I see. And when it comes to you guys helping with the whole transition, because I know that a lot of people in this space like brokers um, um, people that specialize into helping with the whole transition of buying and selling the business. They don't help with the whole account transfer and all the logistics that, that involves. So I know you guys actually help with that, right? In terms of helping with the transfer of the account. So can you briefly touch on that and how that helps you differentiate from other uh, marketplaces in, in the space? Yeah. Sure. Yeah. So uh, we do things a little bit differently than other brokers, right? So one, we have a vetting team, which most brokers don't have. And as far as I know, no broker helps you with the migrations. They just kind of yeah, like, that's, all right, good luck. That's what I was saying. Go yeah, do yeah. It. If something so happens we, we, that you get suspended, that's yeah, it. <laughs> yeah. Like I watched myself of this. Thank you for the transaction. Good luck. <laughs> but uh, uh, we have an entire team dedicated to the process, right? Uh, and they will help you through all the technical setups. Like we've seen so many of the obstacles we can help you troubleshoot. And mo most other brokers, they, they have a, a, like a fair reason why they don't do it is they're afraid of the liability, which, yeah. you know, that can be pretty intense uh, if something goes wrong. Luckily that like, it's never really happened with us out of mm. you know the hundreds of deals we sold. I'm not saying yeah. that it couldn't, we've been very lucky in that regard, 
but yeah. we believe like hey you know if this doesn't go well if like if this transfer doesn't go well then everything up to this point was done for nothing we we should we shouldn't leave you on the ninth inning you know we yeah like, for let's sure. help you out uh and the the other thing we do there and I'm not sure if other brokers actually manage this or not. They might, but our migrations team, they'll also manage uh, the earnouts. Like, so if you get an earnout deal structure, all that kind of stuff, we actually help you manage that entire thing. So you That's can right. go as an entrepreneur and focus on your other brand. Like you are not the one who have to be the debt collector. Like, Hey, right. And we get paid alongside with you. So our incentives are all uh, aligned there. That's good. Um, what also i would like to ask you because now that we're touching this and comparing your service to other service providers in in this type of business which is buying selling amazon businesses what would you say is the main advantage in terms of coming directly to you and posting the their business into the marketplace right that going to um, an a advisor or something along those lines so what would you say is is the main difference or, or the main benefit maybe a seller could get in terms of a um, the outcome of selling the amazon business yeah yeah you, you're asking like specifically with us versus say like a, a another broker yeah yeah uh so i think some of the big advantages of using us especially if you're planning on being a serial entrepreneur like run more brands that you can sell is when you use us we're, we're much more like an assembly line so we we've taken the traditional brokerage model where it's like one broker per business and you basically get our entire team for your one business that you're selling because we've broken that what is traditionally a one person job into multiple different departments. So you have all these people who are like specialized, skilled in this specific area of the M&A process. Right. The other thing is our buyer network is very, very healthy. We have a, a buyer network now with six billion dollars in verified liquidity. Wow. Uh, which is a nice number. Yeah. <laughs> we, uh, I like we, it. We actually started. We started tracking that number internally because of our uh, new platform, our engineers design. We thought, oh, this would be a cool number to track, right? Yeah. And then it just started like growing at this Boom, like incredible rate. Like, oh, <laughs> oh wow, <laughs> we have a we have a lot of buyer power here. <laughs> uh, so it's more good. than we expected, but uh, but that's huge. Uh, we have a very solid like if you're a seven figure uh, FBA seller, like every aggregator shops with us pretty much. Uh, now, a lot of them are moving more up market, like above the $10 million range, but everyone that shops underneath the $10 million range, they all shop with us. And from like, I don't know if they're lying to me or not, but they always tell me <laughs> like I, where, where their favorite to work with because of that assembly line process. I mean, yeah. So for sure. for, from like their perspective, every now and then they'll go with a, a broker and then they'll buy, uh, you know, the second or third business and the process is completely different. And they're like, what is this? <laughs> this is yeah. not at all like the way we did it the first time. So that, that's some stuff you can expect from us. We're very process oriented. That's great. Yeah, I mean, I I also think that the huge advantage you you guys have is for sure the amount of extra years you have compared to others. I mean, I'm pretty sure you have seen everything in terms of uh, troubleshooting. You already have a huge team. So that for sure helps you a lot to provide a great service like you guys are providing right now, which is great. Um, now, um, I would like to also touch on maybe what are some of the things can affect a person whenever they go to this transition because i have also seen people that they think they they're they they're preparing the business correctly and they're preparing the business fully optimal for exit but then they realize when it comes the time to value in the business they are nowhere near where they thought they were going to be right 
And usually these things, at least from my experience, I have seen that it happens because prior to six months of selling the business, they start experimenting with new products. They start experimenting with new advertising strategies. They try, they try to do their own Shopify store. So because today's topic is also meant to touch on some of those mistakes in terms of that can affect your valuation, it would be nice if you can also briefly touch on what are the things people should stop doing maybe six months, one year before selling, and what are the things they should focus to get the maximum out of the valuation. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so all the things you just mentioned there are definitely things to stop doing like six months out. Like, <laughs> okay. uh, we, we've rejected many very quality businesses that are just like scaling all this experimental marketing up to the point of when they want to list. And it's just like, you know, this ruins your <laughs> valuation because like it's still in the experimental phase, right? Uh, so we definitely tell people to stop doing that. Other things is like clean up all your SOPs, your standard operating yeah. procedures. That's something a lot of FBA owners is uh, most of us are solopreneurs, right? It's just like yeah. us and maybe like a couple of VAs. So yeah. think like, Oh, I know how to run the business. Well, why do I need to <laughs> do that? But it's like, it's not for you. It's for the buyer, right? Yeah, it's the, for sure. it's their operator's manual. So that is like a really nice selling point to have. Uh, the other thing uh, you didn't mention, but this is by far, in my view, the biggest plague on uh, FBA sellers when they go to try to do an mm -hmm. exit is their books, their uh, profit and loss statement, their mm. books. It's that's a huge, mess. Yeah. Uh, and like, <laughs> they use an Excel. Like, they use an Excel and right. that's it. <laughs> yeah. So like, we'll, we'll build your uh, PNL for you. Like if you sell with EF, we'll build the PNL for you from scratch because usually it's a lot easier for us to rebuild it from scratch than like look, try to like figure out the yeah, mess that yeah. <laughs> you most likely yeah. made. And uh, sometimes sellers realize like, oh, I am not making nearly as much money as I thought I was. <laughs> Once they see the actual PNL, um, so one tip I would give to any sellers: if, if you if the audience out there like does not want to use EF, like I hate Greg, I hate Empire Flippers, I'm going to use someone else. Like <laughs> I would highly, highly recommend you hire a bookkeeper with, with actual e-commerce experience and let the bookkeeper know you want your PNL done in a accrual basis, not cash basis. Most entrepreneurs run their business on cash basis. But when you go to sell a business, you want it to be accrual. That could literally be the difference of you know hundreds of thousands of dollars, depending on the business size. That's great. Yeah, I mean that's a huge tip for sure. I forgot that. Yeah, I, I actually now that you mentioned that, I have seen that a lot. People that run seven-figure businesses, and and when you look at their books, is they don't even know how much profit they're yeah. doing, right? So, <laughs> yeah. So that, what is that's, this whirlwind of numbers before me? <laughs> yeah, it's it's a big issue to win. It's a huge one for sure. Um, now, um, before we start concluding today's episode, is there anything else you think we should have touched in terms of things that sell uh, by uh, sellers in this case will have to consider when it comes to preparing for selling their business. Also, is there any type of mistakes besides all the ones we have mentioned so far you think they should also be aware or you think we have called the most important points so they can get ready to sell their business? Yeah, uh, the only uh, final mistake I'll talk about, and this is going to sound super self-promotional, but I really do not mean it in this way. It's just I, I, I've seen so much in my six years that I feel like I, I should say this because this is a mistake I see. So there's something I call the uh, the off market fallacy, and that and mm. it sounds very like yeah. justified when you think about it. But it's like you know I'm a seller. I don't want to use a broker like EF or some other broker because I don't want to pay a commission, right? So I'm going to sell it privately. 
And I have nothing against you selling privately. Like if, if that's the right move for you, it's the right move. But you want to be careful because a lot of times buyers, especially in the Amazon FBA space now, they tend to be a lot savvier because they're buying more businesses than you are selling. Uh, like yeah. aggregators are buying several businesses a month, right? Yeah. So you want to be careful there because the buyer will absolutely agree with you. Like, yes, you are so smart to not pay that commission, but that usually translates into the buyer's favor by getting you for way less of what you're actually worth. And the buyer wants you to believe that because they don't want you to tell you know the rest of the marketplace you're for sale because that creates yeah. this bidding war, competition, all that kind of stuff. And the only benefit a buyer gets by going private, uh, by not using a broker, because they don't pay the broker, right? The seller pays the broker. Yeah. The only benefit they get is they get you for potentially much cheaper than what you could have sold for. And I, I've seen this play out many, many times. Uh, there was a guy, uh, he had a business for 1.4 million. We ended up selling it for 2.1 million. Uh, and then there were, I was just in a at Affiliate World Dubai speaking over there. I happened to run into one of my customers and she told me she got an offer from an aggregator for $600,000. And wow. she was so glad she didn't because she had heard me talk about the off-market fallacy, as it turns out. So she came to <laughs> came to us to see what we could uh, do. And we ended up selling that business for $1.6 million. So wow. like, this, this is a big thing. thing. Oh, yeah. Uh, the buyer psychology the, that they use on sellers can be pretty advanced because they have all that M&A background. The seller doesn't. So... Again, I'm not saying don't sell privately. Just be very aware that that exists because that can also be the difference of hundreds of thousands of dollars, right? Yeah, I mean, I'm 100% with you on this because I think you have the fallacy that by doing it on your own, you're going to save on the fees and all that. But the reality is that because you're not going to have a full team, like in this case, in part flippers valuing your business and cleaning it up, they're going to make sure they give you a cheap change in terms of just buying your business right. and because you <laughs> haven't compared anything else yet. You think you're, you're hitting the lotto, but you actually, I, I mean, you're actually getting, you're losing more than if actually paying the actual fee. You see what I mean? So exactly. It's, it's yeah. Like, uh, th those sellers paid us a lot more commission than they were expecting. Right. But they also walked away with way more money in their wallet at the end of the day. So you know, they won in the end because that's what it's yeah. all about. <laughs> yeah, for sure. A hundred percent. That's great. So I think um, everything today that we've been discussing is great. I think all the, the, the advice you provide is very valuable. So I appreciate that. So before we conclude the episode, I think I also want to give you a few minutes just to explain to people how, let's say, an Amazon seller right now is listening to this or watching this, and they want to list their business in Empire Flippers. Can you briefly touch where they should go or how can they can get in touch with your team to get the process going? Sure. Yeah. So you can go to empireflippers.com. Uh, there's a little button that says sell, sell your business. Just click on that and that'll get your process started. Or you can check out our valuation tool, get like a rough estimate using our like real sales back data. Uh, if someone wants to get a hold of me personally, it's just greg at empireflippers.com. Or you can add me on LinkedIn. I think, uh, excuse me, my LinkedIn is uh, just, <laughs> you know, LinkedIn slash Greg. I think it's Greg the writer because I, I write a lot. Yeah. So. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> uh, feel great. free to send me a connection. I'm usually pretty easy to get a hold of. That's great, Greg. Thank you very much once again for your time. And definitely looking forward to see you on the next one, okay? Have an amazing day. For sure. Bye. Thanks for listening to The E-Commerce Lab by EcomC. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. While you are at it, we would appreciate it if you could leave an honest rating and review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen. That will make it easier for others to find out about the show and benefit from it. 
Want more? Visit our website at www.ecomc.com where you can get your first consultation for free. Or find us on Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn at ecomc.